Hi, it's Mark Rabin here. This is episode 333 of Lean Blog Audio. Uh, this is a post from June 16th, 2023. Um, a sad day. This post is in memoriam, uh, Masaki Amai, the father of Kaizen, 1930 to 2023. So I was saddened to learn today that Mr. Amai passed away, as announced this week, by the organization he founded, Kaizen Institute. He was 92. Um, the link to their announcement and, and more can be found in the blog post at leanblog.org slash audio 333. Um, the post, you, you can read it um, from Kaizen Institute. Um, it's titled, Kaizen Institute Announces the Passing of Its Founder, Masaki Amai. So what follows are, are some of my thoughts, and I'm going to read a couple of older blog posts about my opportunities to meet Mr. Amai. Um, I don't think I ever shared that here in the Lean Blog audio podcast. Uh, Mr. Amai was well known for his books, including Kaizen, his follow-up book, Gemba Kaizen, and his latest book, Strategic Kaizen, which was published in 2021. He traveled the world uh, teaching people about Kaizen, about continuous improvement. He was very active. Um, to my understanding, he never slowed down much. You know, he was, at least when I met him 10 years ago, he was traveling around the world, um, dozens of countries every year, as I, as I recall. Um, so, you know, I want to first express my deepest condolences to Mr. Amai's family and friends and, and colleagues. I know he meant a lot um, to a lot of people, not just in business, but as um, Kaizen Institute described him as a father and as a grandfather. Um, I had to uh, the opportunity to meet and work with uh, his daughter, uh, Risa Cox, um, who helped organize some Japan study tours that I participated in. And, and that's how I had the opportunity to spend some time with Mr. Amai. You know, I, I met him first in Seattle in 2012 when he was visiting and speaking at a healthcare organization. Um, had opportunities uh, twice. I think it was twice for sure in 2012 and 2014, maybe, maybe briefly in one of the other later trips, again, during these Japan study tours that Kaizen Institute organized. So I want to thank you, Mr. Amai, for all of your contributions um, to the world. My, my co-author, Joe Schwartz, and I were honored that Mr. Amai agreed to write the foreword to our book, Healthcare Kaizen, published in 2012. The introduction uh, for, that, for that book was written by Norman Bodak, who, who passed away in 2020. Um, I'll be printing, I'll be, I'll be reading here in the episode, Amai's foreword, um, later in this episode. If you go to um, the blog post, I, I link to some of the older posts. I'm going to read from those here in this same episode. And in, in that post, I also share some photos, um, including some I've never shared online. So again, you can find all of that at leanblog.org slash audio 333. So I wrote a, a post in June 2012 two posts about Mr. Amai in the same day. One uh, was titled, Excited to Meet Misaki Amai Today in Seattle. So here's from that post. Today is an exciting day for me as I'll get to meet a famed Kaizen guru, Misaki Amai. We're in Seattle for one leg of his tour to promote the release of the second edition of his classic book, Gemba Kaizen, 
a common sense approach to a continuous improvement strategy. Yesterday, Mr. Amai was at Franciscan St. Francis Health um, in Indianapolis doing an event that my healthcare Kaizen co-author Joe Schwartz participated in. I'm honored to have uh, some time to share some thoughts and speak at the event today, discussing our new book and the impact Mr. Amai has had on our work and writing. Mr. Amai uh, wrote the foreword for our book, something we're very grateful for. I'll be reading a short statement from Greg Jacobson, uh, the CEO and co-founder of Kinexus, a company I work with and have a small ownership stake in. Greg was given Amai's book, Kaizen, the key to Japan's competitive success by his department chair, and that was the start of Greg's improvement work in the emergency department at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, and that's what led to the founding of Kinexus. So from Greg, quote, Amai's book Kaizen opened me, up to, opened me up to a new world. My medical training had taught me about medicine, how to take a history, how to work up a patient, and how to treat disease. Healthcare is more than that. We're here to care for patients and to address all of their needs. That requires understanding that problems exist with the overall system. Kaizen offers a systematic and complete approach for doing meaningful improvement work in which everybody can be involved. So then there was a follow-up post that I wrote later that day. Notes from meeting Masaki Amai and hearing him talk about Kaizen or continuous improvement. So as I wrote, what a great time on Thursday with Masaki Amai. We were hosted by a nonprofit organization, SightLife, that has used lean to improve the way they collect, process, and ship corneas to transplant patients around the world. It's a bit of a cliche to say that lean allows us to see the world through new eyes, but SightLife literally makes that happen. In attendance were many friends, including Brian Buck and fellow author Nada Grunden, John Miller and Mike Robleski from Kaizen Institute were there as well with Mike presenting. I was able to thank Mr. Amai for what I've learned from him, giving him a copy of uh, our latest book, Healthcare Kaizen, and accepting a copy of his as seen in the picture at the bottom of the post. Here's some highlights from Mr. Amai's remarks. He emphasized that Kaizen shouldn't be viewed as quote unquote Japanese management, but rather as good management practices since they're used throughout the world in many industries. Kaizen should be defined as everyday improvement, everybody improvement, everywhere improvement. And we shift from small incremental improvement to dramatic strategic improvement. Kaizen requires determination and self-discipline. And I said, we're talking about a strategy to be more competitive. And that means not beating your customers, but rather, or my mistake, that means not beating your competitors but rather providing better products and services to customers. Am I noted that too many top leaders think Kaizen is a bunch of tools for the shop floor? Instead, you need to start with the top three most important things. He said, one, top management involvement, two, top management involvement, and three, top management involvement. Too many companies skip all three, he noted, which drew laughs from the crowd. Kaizen should also be for all aspects of a company, not just the factory floor. Kaizen should be applied in these phases of an organization, design, make, and sell. Mr. Amai described the difference between knowledge and wisdom. He said, knowledge, you can buy it from books or classes. Wisdom, you can only acquire it by practicing. He said, 
Seek the wisdom of ten people rather than the knowledge of one when engaged in Kaizen. And he told a number of jokes and, and some funny stories, including one about making sure standards are appropriate and that managers act properly when managing standards, kind of paraphrasing the story. The plant manager was told by one employee that, that it was very important that they work on this side of the machine because working on the other side is very dangerous. The plant manager was at the Gemba later and he out in the workplace and saw a worker on the other side of the machine. The manager got furious and yelled, why are you working on that side of the machine? The worker explained, because I'm left-handed and it's unsafe to work on the other side. The other, other side, I guess. So standardized doesn't always mean identical. There's a, there's a great lesson there and a lesson about asking questions instead of assuming and yelling. Am I finished by talking about the need to accept problems openly in an organization saying, problems are the mountain of treasures. The problem is that the problems are the problems. He criticized that managers too often have employees learn tools like Six Sigma and then tell them to go fix problems while those managers don't do anything to change the culture so that it's okay to talk about problems. People need to be frank about problems, he said. And I also said it's like giving a child a pair of scissors. They are happy to cut anything. That criticism, I'm sure, could be applied to 5S, Lean, or other methodologies, not just Six Sigma. Mr. Amai certainly had a lot of wisdom to share, and he did so in a thoughtful and funny way. It was a real treat to get to meet him. Okay, so back to the new blog post that I wrote um, yesterday. So in that post, I'm including a, a, a nice short video. It's a video on YouTube I've watched many times, a video of Mr. Amai defining Kaizen. Again, as everybody improvement, everywhere improvement, everyday improvement. That's something I wish more people um, took to heart. Um, so in the blog post, you can see some photos from uh, the 2012 event, Mr. Amai speaking, um, me standing with him, um, holding our books, some photos um, from the 2012 Japan tour, him kind of you know sharing his stories and holding court um, at dinner, uh, another photo of us holding, in this case, each other's books. Uh, and some photos from 2024, uh, him speaking and teaching um, to our class. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the photo, by the way, there's a slide. Um, I'll just read it to you from his presentation. It says, Gemba deteriorates. Everything in Gemba deteriorates if left alone. That is the reason why Gemba needs to be sustained and improved. Management need, means to maintain and improve standards. And there's a, um, a photo uh, from a dinner. I'm sitting across from him. He's, he's telling a story. Um, you can see the look on my face, um, somewhat blurred in the background of the photo, you know, enjoying what, what Mr. Amai had to say. So, you know, this may or may not have captured the time, or maybe I heard him tell the joke a couple of times. He, he would tell this um, really hilariously self-effacing version um, of an old joke. And again, imagine him as, you know, an 80 year old Japanese man telling it as I kind of paraphrase. And it's, it's a dated joke in a few ways. I, I don't think offensive, but, um, certain elements are dated because uh, it's all, all men, it's all businessmen in the story. 
And the other thing that t- dates the joke, and there are different versions of the same joke, he, he said you know, it was during the Iran Revolution, which um, was what, in the late 70s. So as, as Mr. Mai would, would tell this joke, um, you know, during that revolution, four businessmen were taken captive and they were about to be killed by the revolutionaries, an Englishman, a Frenchman, an American, and a Japanese man. They, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the revolutionaries told them all, you get one final wish before we kill you. Well, the Englishman says he wants to sing God Save the Queen one last time. The Frenchman says he wants to have a cigarette and sing the French national anthem. The Japanese businessman says, I want to give one last lecture about total quality management. Well, then the American stands up and says, well, if he wants to do that, my wish is that you kill me first so I don't have to listen to another lecture about Japanese management. It was, I mean, it was a funny joke um, coming from from Mr. Amai. Um, So to end this on a more serious note, I want to share the foreword that Mr. Amai wrote from the book Healthcare Kaizen. So it's by Masaki Amai, Chairman, Kaizen Institute. In my book, Kaizen, The Key to Japan's Competitive Success, McGraw-Hill, 1986, I ended with the following words. It's my sincere hope that we'll be able to overcome our primitive state and that the Kaizen strategy will eventually find application not only in the business community, but also in all institutions and societies all over the world. Look over the last 25 years since its publication, I am profoundly frustrated with the slow pace at which Kaizen strategy has been embraced by the business community. On the other hand, I am encouraged to note that Kaizen is rapidly gaining momentum in the non-business institutions like healthcare, services, and government. I believe that Kaizen is essentially a human business. Management must meet diversified requirements of its employees, customers, stakeholders, suppliers, and its community. In this sense, the healthcare profession can probably best benefit from Kaizen since its central task is people. I am honored to write a foreword to this book by Mark Graven and Joseph Schwartz. Taking this opportunity, I wish to mention a few reminders to successfully embrace the Kaizen strategy. One, embracing Kaizen is a long-term journey. It is not a flavor of the month and requires the cultural change, commitment, and self-discipline that needs to be sustained over many decades until they become routine business practices. Two, Top management commitment is the only way to successfully embrace Kaizen, without which nothing else you do will matter. Three, we need to approach our daily business in two phases. One is to maintain the status quo in which the standard, or the best way to do the job, is established and followed. This process is called maintenance and requires dedicated management effort to sustain, but is often overlooked or belittled. The second phase is Kaizen, which means to find a better way and revise the current standard. Thus, to maintain and improve the standard becomes the main task of management. My definition of lean is to employ minimum resources for the maximum benefits. Therefore, Kaizen leads to lean and lean leads to green. Kaizen is the most environmentally friendly approach. Welcome problems. The more problems, the better, since we have more Kaizen opportunities. We only need to establish priorities in dealing with problems. When the problem is correctly identified, the project is halfway successful. One of the best ways to identify problems is to observe the flow of operations. 
In the medical institutions, there are many types of flows, such as information, physical movement of patients and families, medicines, and supplies. Wherever and whenever the flow is disrupted, there is a Kaizen opportunity. A majority of disruptions of the flow can be easily detected and solved with common sense and do not require sophisticated technologies. Remove the barriers between professionals and laymen. I sincerely hope that you will find your Kaizen journey to be challenging, but most rewarding. It was an honor and a privilege to meet Mr. Amai, to learn from him, and to share a few meals with him in Japan. Thank you, Mr. Amai, for everything. Again, for uh, the blog post and, and links to other blog posts to see um, some great pictures and more, you can go to leanblog.org audio 333.